0: Hi everyone, I'm Caleb with Team Rockin' Cushions, and this is episode 11 of Rockin' Talk. The guest for today is Nina Eggins. Nina is currently a creative blogger in Europe. Michelle Vanderwater chats with Nina about moving to Valencia, Spain, interior design, and staying inspired as a mom and artist. Hope you enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back! We had a little bit of technical difficulty about half an hour ago, but we've worked it out. And... I am really excited to be interviewing Nina Eggins today from um, ninasapartment.com. And Nina is a blogger, and she's a mom, and she's a design um, enthusiast, and she has tons of tips on how to live sustainably. So I'm really excited to be speaking with her. She's also located in Valencia, Spain. There she is. Hi. Okay, we are going to... Figure out, sorry, I'm a little challenged. Here we go, Sent a request. (laughs) Hi, Nina. Hi, there you are. Hello, yes, hi.
1: (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to set up and and get all the the Wi-Fi uh, perfect here because it's a little bit uh... wonky. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: good is this your first live interview
1: it is indeed yeah I don't usually do live it's really funny because um, um I sing in a band and I have absolutely no problem being on stage and singing yeah. in front of hundreds of people but I've never actually done a, a a Facebook live or an Instagram live or anything like that so it was like oh but
0: it's uh, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is fun. I mean, you know, technology is amazing. I think we're literally on opposite sides of the world, yeah, and yeah. we can have like a conversation, and everybody can like watch and listen. It's awesome. It's cool.
1: It's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was um, I was just talking a little while ago about your blog and um, everything that you do, and you're such a an amazing juggler of everything. Like you said, you're in a band and you really promote sustainability, and you have so many tips and, you know, advice on your website um, about home decorating and moving to Spain, and I just, yeah, want to just give us a little um, background on how this all came to be.
1: Well, I've had my, my blog, Mina's Apartment, for about 11 years, I think. Oh wow! I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I started blogging when blogging wasn't even hip. I think it was like mm-hmm. you know, it, it was basically. I lived in Scotland uh, at the time. I'm Dutch originally, but I lived in Scotland with my now husband, and we had just bought our um, our first house together, and um, and I was we needed furniture, and we were living in the northeast of Scotland, and um, I could not find anything that I liked. Um, just Anything to to fill the house with, so I was like, oh, we're go- what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Can I find any? We didn't have an IKEA in uh, in our apartment, oh, uh, so it was, right. it was it was pretty dire. So I, I thought I'm going to start a blog and come up with some ideas, and also as like an outlet for my my projects and upcycling mm-hmm. things. And then that grew, <laughs> and so the blog grew, and then um, the house got filled with nice nice stuff that I found here and there and everywhere and then and then it sparked another idea it sparked the idea of, of setting up a an actual f- physical shop um oh wow with vintage furniture because I started upcycling and I started mm-hmm. um, doing a lot of creative thinking about what I wanted to do um besides my normal job and then uh, yeah I had my first child and I was on maternity leave and I was like, what am I going to do waiting for this baby? <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I set up as a, a sole trader and uh, eight months later, uh, when the baby was eight months, I signed the lease to my first, uh, to, to the shop, Nina's apartment. So I had an actual shop. The block turned into a shop. And, I, uh, and what was the shop called? Did you call it Nina's apartment as well? Yes. Oh, perfect. perfect. That's awesome and um and I so for four years, I sold um upcycled furniture, so I sourced uh, lots of vintage pieces and did them up and did some upholstery uh painted them, sourced other sorts of nice vintage things and um and I sold that in my shop and I sold it online. had a bit of an Etsy shop on the go as well um so that was that was a lot of fun and um yeah, and then unfortunately, four years later, the whole shop uh, burned down. In oh, no. So that was, that was really uh, about most of my followers on Nina's apartment know that story because they were all, uh, you know, they were my uh, the buyers and my fans and my followers. Yeah. And, um, so that was, that was in 2016, and it was a, a bit of a disaster, disaster year.
0: Um, yeah, and then
1: I was a bit like, what are we going to do? So I still mm. had the blog. The shop was gone. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, I'm going to keep the blog going. But then it was kind of, i the, the blog turned into a little bit more than just decoration and vintage. Because in that year, we also started, my husband and I were starting to think about <clears throat> what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives. Um, my husband also in the same year, uh lost his job. So it, oh. was, a, it was quite a transformational mm-hmm. uh, year. And um, so we decided to, to do something totally different with, with our lives. And then that's when we started thinking about moving away from the UK. And we ended up in Spain. Uh, so is your husband Spanish? Why did no, you pick my husband, Spain? my husband is British. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We chose Spain because we just wanted uh, sun. Yeah, <laughs> you live in LA, so you can. Um,
0: yeah, we yeah. get a, we get too much sun, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, my camera is a bit wobbly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we moved to Spain um, just over two years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. I kept I kept the blog going. The, the blog has always been um, like a diary for me, so. I still mm-hmm. I still shared um, any anything to do with decor, anything to do with vintage, sometimes whatever I I came across, but I also started using it as um, yeah a, a blog for my story the story of the expat moving to Spain and and how that came about and all the you know the adventure that comes with that mm-hmm. and. Um, and then I, sh- I, I rebranded it a little bit. So now it's called Soulful Living. Uh, because I believe um, uh, upcycling and vintage is all, it's kind of a way of thinking, isn't it? It's, it's, right. it's to do with um, being wholesome, being conscious. And that, that's not just to do with sustainable fashion or sustainable buying but also with what you do with your life so exactly yeah um, so it's kind of it, it was a bit of a, a search like what, what am I going to do with my blog but uh I think I'm it's, it's almost become a magazine now of, of different um different items different topics yeah. but that's
0: great because I think you're really on whether you it was an intention or not you've really become you know on trend with it all i mean that's what so many people are doing now becoming digital nomads and kind of like documenting their lifestyles and their interests um mm-hmm. online and getting a following and you know creating movements so mm-hmm. it's been you know i always think it's so inspiring to see um how people are living their lives the changes that they're making how they're adapting to challenges in their lives and it's always great to read about that, you know, because I feel like too, too much of the time um, people want to put up an, an image or a persona in order to sort of attract, I don't know, endorsements or clientele or whatever. And it's it's so refreshing to have, like, a, just a real person's perspective who's living, yeah, well, like, a real all, life.
1: we all know, I mean, you are on instagram I'm on instagram and on facebook there's a lot of mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of uh people on there who are you know branding and they just right. you know, take the beautiful pictures and they have to the, but we all know that behind that is there's you know other stuff going on probably but it's it's those those accounts are very much with a, a purpose to make money i suppose i mean my blog is mm-hmm. never my blog has never made. Made money. I do have some affiliate uh, marketing on there, mm-hmm. uh, Etsy mainly because I support. Uh, I I just like supporting other creatives, um, so I earn a little bit, a little bit with that. But uh, it's never been a a profitable business, the blog. But I keep it going because it's kind of, I don't know. Like I said, it's a bit like a journal. It's my creative uh, outlet.
0: Of course, yeah. yeah, and have you um, dabbled in doing um, restoration since you've moved to Spain and furniture upcycling?
1: No, I haven't, I haven't, it's really mm-hmm. funny, it's, it's funny you should ask that, because what I loved about living in Scotland and in the UK is that there's, A, there's loads of uh, charity shop or thrift shops, right. like you know, mm-hmm. if you call it in the States, um, you can pick up second-hand furniture or clothes or anything for really cheap, and it's really easy to f- to find stuff like that. But here in Spain, it's a different mentality. So mm, moving to Spain, I mean, apart from learning the language, and it's a whole different culture. Um, mm-hmm. That part is also very different because Spanish people don't like second-hand stuff.
0: That's so interesting. It's
1: very interesting. It's coming up a little bit, but um, I don't know what it's like in Barcelona or Madrid because I live in Valencia. But over here, it's definitely – if you want to find second-hand furniture, you've got to look next to the bin.
0: Oh, right.
1: they just put it next to the containers, the the bins uh, outside in the street. So So there's literally
0: no stores, thrift shops or – you know, for, up shops for or anything.
1: Furniture, very little. No. So sometimes you drive, you drive through the neighborhood mm-hmm. and like, oh my god, stop! You know, there's like this this lovely old Spanish chair standing next to. Yeah. Room. And I, yeah, when we first moved here, I did, I did pick stuff up, but um, I kind of stopped because we're we're renting a house right now, and so it's already a little bit full because it's semi-furnished. <laughs> <laughs> and We brought everything over from from Scotland and um yeah like I say there's stuff here already so it's yeah uh, I think maybe in the future if we move again or we buy something then um Mm -hmm. yeah I might start again I don't know
0: and what how is Spain what is what's Spain like in terms of recycling in general are they do they do a lot of that these days or are they still sort of I don't know what their program Um, is do you have a re- do you get your recycled bins collected? We do, or? Have,
1: we do have recycled bins, yes, we do.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: That, but I the Spanish have um I don't want to generalize, but they, they do have a habit of throwing stuff everywhere.
0: Oh really? Um, yeah.
1: It's like they They employ a lot of cleaners, street cleaners here, so,
0: yeah, and then if you have a
1: lot of street cleaners, people get lazy, they just throw stuff on the floor because they are not on the ground, because they're like, well, the street cleaners will come tomorrow, and they sweep it up. Right. Um, So, yeah, and if you have no man's land, where nobody cleans up, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of fly tipping going on, you know, old sofas or old whatever, Mm -hmm. stuff that just lies there, so... It's, uh, yeah. it's not great. It's, it's not, it's not the the cleanest, uh, country, so to say, if sometimes you really have
0: to. Yeah. I feel like LA is very much like that though. I mean, it, that's what I love about, I mean, I, you know, half of my apartments come from the street literally because people throw out amazing things mm-hmm. and we don't have, um, we don't necessarily have specific days for trash pickup. So I don't know what it's like in Spain. I know in Australia where I'm from, there's like, you know, one day a month where you can put everything on the curb and it will be collected. But um, in LA, it's just, you just, if you want to get rid of it, you just put it on the curb whenever you want. And guaranteed, I'm not kidding, like it will be gone. In my neighborhood, at least, it will be gone within like 24 hours (laughs) because everybody loves to upcycle stuff. And the only other problem we have is, you know, obviously we have a huge homeless problem. So... Sometimes a lot of the stuff just ends up in a homeless encampment and that just grows out of control, you know, mm. um, that happens too. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, so what has been the most challenging thing about moving to Spain from Scotland?
1: Oh, the language.
0: Oh, the language, yeah, because they I, don't speak any English. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, spoke, I spoke a little bit of Spanish when we moved here, but everything is just, um, well, uh, they don't speak a lot of English here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to and uh, the, bu- the bureaucracy is terrible mm-hmm. so uh, it's really if, if you don't have to do any paperwork or you don't have to deal with taxes or setting up as a self-employed person um, you know you have a great time on the beach <laughs> with, a cheap, <laughs> with, a, with a cheap glass of wine in your hand so that's the, right. sun, the sun always shines so it's amazing but mm-hmm. paperwork, doing any sort of paperwork here is a nightmare It's, it's, I knew that there was a cliche. People warned me about that. And it's, it's true. Oh, wow. Um, so I did set up a self-employed here. Yeah. Cause I, I just want to do things properly, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not always easy, but you live live and learn.
0: Right. And has Spain gone into lockdown again since the cases have been no, rising? No,
1: we, we had a really, really strict lockdown in, uh, well, between March and May, I'd say. We had the kids, we have two kids, and we, uh, they were not allowed out of the house for 66 days. So we were um, mm-hmm. we were literally stuck indoors. Um, nobody was allowed out of the house other than um, going to the shop and get your... Groceries, or going to mm-hmm. you know the doctor, or whatever. But um, that was that was earlier on this year. We've just had uh, a new state of alarm uh, announced. Uh, we had this announced by the prime minister, which sounds really dramatic, but um, <laughs> it just means it just means that local authorities can um, put more restrictions on on neighborhoods if they have to and so mm-hmm. but yeah it's we all have to wear face masks outside it's obligatory you get a fine if you don't yeah. um what else yeah the, kid, the kids have to wear face masks in school um the cafes and restaurants are open but they close at i think 10 o'clock oh we have a curfew so you have oh to be, right you have to be indoors by midnight otherwise you turn into a pumpkin Oh my gosh, that's like
0: so <laughs> yeah. European, have a curfew at midnight, that's like,
1: <laughs> I mean, but I don't the know. The Spanish don't like, Spanish like going to bed really late, so they're all, yeah, up, but I don't you I have, have a, I'm, I, I'm in bed by then, so
0: it does not matter. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, most, most of, I'm in bed by 10, so, well, say, <laughs> yeah, well, the, it's the curfew. Like, <laughs> 12 o'clock,
1: I don't mind, it took, yeah, 12 to 6, yeah, I'm fine, I don't mind, so yeah, so, we'll see.
0: That's great. Um, interesting. I should say not great, but, um, great for you. (laughs) Um, so what would you say your, um, decorating style is? I mean, how would you, I was just reading on your um, styling advice and something I mentioned before we got on is, you know, like you said, you rent your apartment and you have a lot of, um, awesome tips for how to decorate a rental apartment. Mm -hmm. um maybe with like you know um uh peel and stick wallpaper and other things that can dramatically change the space you're in Mm -hmm. um without like a without it being a huge commitment or like you know sacrificing your um bond or whatever for damages um what what other things have you have you done since moving into your place to well, make it feel more like home?
1: The, the house that we're in, um, I would give you a tour, but then my camera will fall and everything. But oh, there, that's okay. A, I have a house tour on my blog. You can see the house that I live in. Um, the house that we are currently renting is so amazing that it doesn't need anything. It's got tiles up the wall. It's a, it's a hundred-year-old Spanish villa. Oh, wow. And um, so... Normally, I would put up curtains, put up uh, artworks, um, probably put down rugs, whatever you know, make it make it my own house. But this this mm-hmm. house, this house is even with nothing in it, it's already uh, amazing, beautiful. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying that to brag. It's just like we've been so lucky to sign the lease on this place to find it. Um, we, we were allowed to live in here for, um, a couple, couple more years and then, um, hopefully longer, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't need, need a lot more, but in, in the house before this, um, yeah, what, what do, what did we do? It, the, my, my decorating style is, I would call it eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, I don't. I don't go for a certain trend. I don't go for a certain um, style. I um, I combine IKEA with vintage. Um, I love. Right. Um, I love using things from uh, ethnic, sort of exotic countries, like like old fabrics and things like that. That you you use in, in cushions or you using like a bedspread or. Um, and spe- especially when you're renting a place, you've got to use accessories mostly uh, mm-hmm. to style up a house because you, ca- you can't, often you can't paint the walls or you can't change um, the structure. Of right. The it. So,
0: and I think so. it's so important to decorate according to the style of the building. Because there's no point in having like if your personal style is like super modern and then like you said you're living in like a vintage building it's like really hard i think it's it not going to go like you no, know what I mean is, it's, it's, it's going to be like
1: <laughs> it's really i've got um i own, I own a beautiful um mid century sideboard uh, a sideboard I don't know what you call it in, uh, in, in America.
0: Uh, credenza, a credenza yeah. yeah a sideboard I yeah
1: beautiful piece of furniture but it just doesn't go in in the house that we in this 100-year-old uh high ceiling uh apartment mm-hmm. it's just clashing with the with the style this, this the house that we're in right now it's it's it asks for mm, things with curls
0: <laughs> yeah more <laughs> ornate
1: more ornate we do have
0: traditional few, design uh, yeah,
1: we do have a few more Linear things, but it's it's a little bit more ornate, I think. Uh, whereas the house that we lived in before that we were renting in Spain was very much, um, well, it was a new build. That, like a white box. It was a white box with big glass windows and, uh, and mid-century furniture goes perfectly with that. that mm-hmm. You've got your big white walls, you put a big artwork up, sideboard underneath, uh, a nice oriental rug with it uh, mm-hmm. you know big plants you get the picture you get the whole bohemian vibe going but then we moved in here and then this place has got uh very flowery tiles up the wall <laughs> and it's right even, it's even like where do i put my artworks because it clashes with the tiles so all right it's very uh so th- this place is, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a lot in, in just sitting in the cupboard, just uh, in storage because I can't really use it. So I just yeah, enjoy, I just enjoy the the building itself. Well, yeah, right.
0: that's uh, great. Do you use a lot of plants? Are you somebody who's in the whole foliage, um, oh, plant love, decorating I love, phase?
1: <laughs> I love plants. I love plants. I'm particularly good at uh, looking after them. My husband. Yeah, is a bit that's better the challenge. At, uh, we have a lot of plants on the terrace uh right now we've got a, a big balcony and uh yeah we the the nice thing about living in a a Mediterranean country is that you can use a lot of plants that don't need a lot of water so oh okay,
0: yeah
1: like, like cacti and uh yeah you know you can you can you can use plants that normally normally you would have indoors, but you put them outside and they're um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're fine so uh, indoors we have a few we have a great big banana plant
0: um, oh that's that 's great but
1: uh, yeah my my, hus- th- my husband looks after that so, so uh uh-huh. I'm, I'm not um, i think i 'm better with furniture than i am with yeah
0: <laughs> and do you do you make any of your own um, artwork at all? do you paint or do you i do you prefer to buy your own like artwork
1: i We have quite a lot of artwork. I used to work for an art center uh, and and it had a great big printmaking studio attached to it and we got a discount to buy uh, the artworks from it. So I have a lot of uh, uh, limited edition prints. I don't... I used to to paint a lot when I was a teenager in my early 20s, but I kind of stopped. Maybe I should start again, but... um, Mm -hmm. I... um, yeah, so I, I, did, I used to, but it's, no, I'm a, I'm more of a buyer. Oh, yeah.
0: And I'm sure your kids give you lots of uh, well, options as yeah, well I'm, for that.
1: I'm
0: actually, I'm, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> cute. I always feel like, you know, for me personally, I always think that artwork in someone's home should be personal. You know, you should have, like, a personal connection to it, whether yeah, you picked no, it up that, off the street good, or –
1: that is definitely true. I have a lot of, yeah. I mean, we have we have some paintings that are um, quite val- valuable, but then we also have um, drawings of the kids <laughs> and um, prints that we liked that we bought at flea markets or stuff like that. So it's a yeah. it's a nice uh, nice combination of of all sorts. But I really feel because people find it hard to buy art, don't they? They really find yeah, it but hard I you know.
0: Well, I think we're just conditioned to think that if you're going to have artwork, it needs to be, you know, something that that people revere in some way. You know what I mean? It needs to be by a famous painter or a famous designer or it needs to be like, I don't know, like a lot of things. But, um, you know, I think I personally think that the more um, the more it just connects with you personally, that's what makes it interesting. Like if there's a story behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have some posters framed on. I don't know if you can see maybe this one here. This when I was in South Africa. So my family is South African and but I grew up in Australia. So this poster was so perfect. I found it in um, Cape Town because it was a vintage poster of Qantas Airlines announcing that they're now flying to South Africa. Right. So, you know, it kind of was like very personal. Oh my gosh, it's an Australian airline in the seventies now flying to South Africa. I just thought it was hilarious. And so, you know, when I when I look at this, it really means something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I liked and that's a, a painting my sister did underneath. Okay. <laughs> so and those
1: are my parents those are my uh, parents up
0: there. <laughs> Well, and that's,
1: that's uh that's
0: thing. yeah that's mandela over there and some zebras so uh.
1: yeah, it's, um, i don't know I, I i'm not one for oh you need to buy something that is worth a lot of money or an important name or anything it's if it speaks to you it speaks to you and if it's um it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what anybody else
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and i feel very strongly about um, that's the same thing with interior design. People get really nervous when they're decorating uh, a room, yeah. because they're like, "Oh, but I don't know how it all comes together, and I don't know how to buy it. I don't know how it combines with like, what I have." I used to have that when I was still had my shop. I used to get people in and they go like, "Oh, I really like that vintage cupboard, but I don't know what where to put it, and I don't know how to combine it with what I have." And and then I I used to say, well if you if it speaks to you it will blend in with the rest of what you have because you everything have, else speaks to you yeah everything else speaks to you unless they've bought a house and they've gone into a department store and bought everything from the catalog then maybe that's uh, a right. different issue but normally if you buy pieces individually they have spoken to you so they they should kind of have a, a similar feel And if if they're not, even if they're not the same style, they kind of, um, well, they they should, in in my interior, it's a bit like that. There's a lot of stuff that is totally different style, different uh, eras, different um, Mm -hmm. styles, but it still blends in because it's my taste.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think people do have a lot of fear of decorating Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think it's, it's because we've been conditioned that, especially like this generation, I guess, um, where we have Pinterest and we're just flooded with all these, um, Instagram worthy yeah, images perfect. of like what we're supposed to be, uh, you know, how we're supposed to be decorating, what we should mm-hmm. be looking like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the authenticity is lost, you know, and people yeah. lose touch with like their, um. Like, they do lose touch with their own taste and what they like and what, you know, how they should be expressing themselves in their home. Um, Because I feel like there is this sort of, like, pressure to sort of have everything be so perfect and Instagram, you know... Yeah, uh, friendly. Silly
1: because you don't, you don't have to photograph your home and put it on Pinterest.
0: Really? Not- oh my
1: gosh, are you serious? Oh, Newsflash. No. Um, that's none of anybody's business really, is it? Um, it's just what we do. It's not- <laughs> no, I honestly, I mean, since having kids, it's like, I don't take many pictures of my home anymore because I mean, even now I could show you that the living room is a bomb site. Right, covered in Lego. (laughs) So that's that's my house. So people they read my blog and they go like, "Oh, you must have an amazing house." Well, the house itself is amazing, but I mean the living. But you're like a
0: working mom, you know? Like you're like a real person. So it's like I just feel like you know sometimes people just I mean especially like mummy bloggers like a lot of the time it's sort of what they're presenting isn't isn't realistic, but. A lot of people still hold themselves to that standard. Um, yeah. And I think it's changing, though, slowly, I think. Um, I mean, a lot of celebrities, I think, are kind of exposed. I just read this whole thing on Kim Kardashian and her psoriasis, for instance. She started posting a lot of pictures of her and her psoriasis skin disorder.
1: Well, Kim Kardashian has
0: psoriasis? Yeah, she's got, like, really bad psoriasis. And she's stopped that's, that's, covering that's, it up.
1: Uh, and
0: anxiety it is yeah I, you know grass is not always greener on the other side so right, yeah. um, but um yeah there is kind of like this shift I think happening um especially I don't know if it's if it's more of a publicity thing but um I think there is this shift towards being more transparent and authentic um well, I just I've, I've yeah
1: always tried, I've always tried to do that you know just keep it real and of course when I when I write on my blog I try to write something inspirational and yeah I mean mm-hmm. when I take photos of of where I live that's often photos of the beach because I live near the beach so you know it doesn't yeah little, it can look a bit glamorous and and maybe people go like oh god there she is again on the beach but this <laughs> is it's where I live so um but then I, I try to I, I try to write about about my life and about my family and what I do in a kind of real, in yeah. real way.
0: Well, I see you've published some eBooks, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: if, I'm, I'm just reading it right now. I don't know where I get the energy from. No, you know what it was? I get a lot of Americans actually who want to come and live in Valencia. Oh, wow. Um, and That's so interesting. And because I, um, I've published on my blog about valencia and how to move here and how to do it with kids and uh you know uh, with, uh how to find schools and all that i get e- i get quite a lot of emails so going like uh, oh we're a family from wherever uh in america and uh we want to move to valencia and can you help us where how, how do we do this and where do we find schools mm-hmm. and i was like <sighs> I do not have time to to reply to all of these uh emails so I decided to um put a lot of my blog posts into an ebook so I I've, I've just uh, published that um That's so, awesome. Yeah. So so hopefully um you know people will find it. Yeah. That and-,
0: and everyone you can find it I'm just going to plug you right now. You can find it on ninasapartment.com. and then <laughs> if you click on ebooks you can find it there. Yeah, it's super a practical guide to styling with vintage. That's another yeah, one.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get that one for free if you sign up to the newsletter.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: So that's. Um, I wrote that one um, a few years ago. I've just updated it as well. But um, yeah, yeah that, the the styling with vintage ebook is. Um, it's it's like a, it's a small it's a small book, but it's got a lot of really nice, colorful photos in it. With uh, I think it's got four different styles. Um, so if you if you find it hard to to put things together and to decorate your house in a certain mm-hmm. style, but for example, you like mm, bo- the bohemian style, and you're like, okay, how am I going to make my house look cool in a bohemian, bohemian style? And, yeah, uh, they, the 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 styling with vintage ebook has some. Uh, it's got like a shopping list, like what to shop for, and what sort of things you should be looking for and putting together, like cushions, what kind of furniture, what kind of lighting, what kind of accessories. So I was just, you know, giving people a bit more confidence maybe in in going going out and picking pieces for for their house.
0: You know, it's funny you said that because until recently, I was picking all the fabrics for my slipcovers based on a certain decor style. But it never occurred to me that people didn't know uh, like what they should use that fabric for, for which style. I don't know why, but I was like, okay, so I had like my six styles, my Scandinavian, you know, boho, um, whatever, whatever, classic, whatever. And um, I would pick the fabrics to kind of, you know, go with that certain style. So my thought was like, if somebody's going to buy this slipcover, they're probably going to be buying it for their scandinavian home not thinking that people are coming to the site and have no idea about no,
1: just like, <laughs> what they oh,
0: should like pick the to create <laughs> yeah like and, uh, yeah so and, i just i did just exactly what you said i created like a little um uh i guess compilation of each style and the fabrics that go in each style to make it easier for people um but it's so funny like it's it's just funny how I I just never really thought that way.
1: No, but I think that's when um, I don't know. It's like how we are, why because you've you've got an arts degree as well, don't you? You went to mm-hmm. art school, so it's like when you're when you've got like a visual brain. I have a visual brain, so when somebody tells me something, I immediately have it in my mind. I see it. I see it right. in my head. But sometimes you forget that a lot of people don't have that. Like you know. I sometimes you speak to a, say a, an accountant. Mm-hmm. They're very good with numbers. I'm, I'm really I'm really rubbish with numbers. But um, you know somebody who's really good with numbers. They have absolutely. It's really hard for them to visualize. No a bohemian style. They look at a picture and go like, "Oh, I like that." But then um, <laughs> it's like, where do they start? So they, um, yeah, they need they need somebody like like us too. But,
0: mm-hmm. Have you
1: thought?
0: Have you thought about doing interior design services yourself? Um,
1: I, I have. I have done a bit of that after my shop burned down. I was a bit like paralyzed that whole summer, like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" And then out of the out of the blue came some clients uh, who emailed me and they said, "Like, oh, um, sorry about your shop, but um, do you do interior design?" And I was like, "Well." I, I suppose I could. <laughs> and so I did that that summer Where when uh, yeah, I, was, I didn't have a shop anymore. I did do, um, I did do a few um, houses. I didn't do them from start to finish. And basically what I did was I created mood boards for them. So I, mm-hmm. I had a chat with them. I went to the house. I took pictures. I took all the measurements. And uh, then we together we would create uh, a Pinterest board. So I had a really good idea of, of what they liked. And then I would, um, I would create on Canva or on, on any of these apps, I would create a mood board for them with uh, a shopping list, like I did in the ebook as well, the, the video. Mm-hmm. Like with just what to shop for, um, what kind of style to look for, and, and maybe if I knew the shots, where to get it from, I would say, like, have a look in that department store because they have really nice lighting or... Have a look on Etsy with this shop because they have some really good rugs, whatever um, or I would say you your house would do it, it would be amazing if you get a, a sideboard or a credenza for your living room because it would look amazing in in your in your house, and uh, then I would source it for them so oh great yeah, yeah. so it was fun. I did that for a, a few months um, I think what what it was is because I've never been trained as a, an interior designer. So I felt a little bit uh, out of my comfort zone um, to really, um, yeah, the, um, establish the whole interior design part of my, my business. I felt like mm-hmm. I, I had the creativity uh, to help people come up with, with their ideas for their house, but to really then do it. <laughs> I was a bit like, well, yeah. I'm sure. I don't, I don't have the knowledge about uh, lighting or I felt like I needed, needed a bit more, more training, but, but I did. Um, uh, so I never pretended I was an interior designer, but I was really, I really enjoyed the, the projects I did with people and they were very happy with what I, what I did for them. Just, uh, I think they all, all they really wanted was a little bit of advice. Right. So, um, and and I could I could give them that because they knew they knew my style from the from the shop I had before so they, that's why they came to me and they mm-hmm. said oh we really like what you did and we want something like what you did in our house so um,
0: that's great yeah, yeah. I, think, um, I think I think I I feel like someone, interior
1: uh, it's late here so I can I can okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's good right here. Um, I was gonna say, I, I think um, there's a big difference between when you can do something as a hobby and, you know, get that satisfaction from it. And then if you if you're doing it as a business, you know, there's a lot more pressure to sort of give a, a particular service that sort of like enables you to get more clients and all that kind of thing. I think it takes a very special person to have the patience to work with people and their Sometimes yeah. uh, eclectic personalities
1: <laughs> yeah but I, I think uh, I don't know I, I, I'm also somebody who likes um, quick results, so um, giving people a mood board, making people uh, a list, a shopping list, and gi- giving them something there and then really suits me, but to do like mm-hmm. a long-term pro interior design projects I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether yeah. i would really enjoy that. So, so no. And, and um, right now I'm I'm doing something totally different. I'm I'm a content writer. So <laughs> because that's uh, I kind of yeah I'm a blog. I've got my blog, the newest apartment blog, but that doesn't really pay the bill. So when you move to a different country, it's a bit like you, you, again you have to be quite creative about
0: yeah what, what you're gonna do.
1: Um, and it's uh yeah it's very it's very difficult to find work in Spain especially mm-hmm. if you're not fluent in Spanish so you have to set up your own business again which I I did so i uh, yeah right now i'm i'm writing um for other businesses and creating content for them so yeah.
0: that's awesome i think a lot of people feel the same in in you know no matter where you are in the world like so many people have lost their jobs and have had to pivot And do different things and it's I think it's really challenging but it's also you know makes you it's so inspiring it kind of like gives you that little fire that maybe you need you know to think hang on a second you're getting a little too comfortable here you need to spark your creativity a little bit more
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh it's funny how how things go and um yeah when you first when you first move abroad it's uh it's it's really um Yeah, you're so busy with settling down that you, yeah, and then you're like, okay, what am I going to do job-wise? You really have to reinvent, reinvent yourself. um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you've done an amazing job. So thank you so much for talking to us about it.
1: You're welcome. It's a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, ninasapartment.com. I'm going to write this in the description when this video, I'm also going to post this video so people can watch the replay. Um, but it was so nice to talk with you and learn all about everything that's going on and your life. It's, I mean, it sounds like you've had such an adventure the last couple of years. So, um, it's been a
1: whirlwind, but it's, uh, I can recommend it to get out of your comfort zone and uh, try something yes. new. Yes, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Uh, do you have any plans to start a, a YouTube channel or um, any like video of all, any of your um, stuff that you're doing? I
1: do you have, have a YouTube a... channel?
0: Sorry? Yeah, YouTube. Do you, are you on
1: YouTube? No. Uh, well, I have a few videos of my band on YouTube. But um, uh, no, for Nina's apartment, no, I, I'm not on YouTube. But um, I'm, uh, I'm pretty active on, on Facebook. And I've got my blog. And I've got my Instagram uh, Pinterest, I've got loads of, if anybody needs inspiration for uh, eclectic decor, my, my Pinterest has got like thousands okay. of, of Awesome. so that's quite uh, a good place to go, um, yeah, oh god, who knows, who knows what I'm going to start, um, yeah, I was quite inspired by, by your videos and your uh, tutorials and things, so, I'm oh yeah, go. I'm just... <laughs>
0: it's fun you know what I love creating stuff and I I feel I forget like how much I enjoy it because you know you're so you're so I'm just in the business of well I'm just in my head about running my business and it's lots of emailing and lots of like boring admin stuff and Mm -hmm. coordinating things but I really I try and make a point every week of being in my studio and making something because Mm -hmm. I really forget that that's what that's the inspiration I need to keep going
1: you know that's how we started.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yay, cool. well thanks Nina. Well, so thank everyone, ch- yeah, and we'll check in with you again maybe in a few months um yeah, right. on your next adventure.
1: Cool. All right. That would well, be great. Have a great day. The rest of the day I'm going to go Thanks. To yeah, go have, have a great evening.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay bye. bye. Thanks everyone for joining us.
1: Thank
0: you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Nina Eggins. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a good review and follow us on all of our social medias at Rockin' Cushions. And you can always go to our website, rockincushions.com, to find affordable slipcovers for all of your IKEA furniture. On the next episode, Michelle sits down with scientist and research professor, Dr. Mark Vermoost, to talk about brains in a Halloween special.